0: Hi guys, happy Monday to everyone listening. Welcome to another episode of the Balkan Bread podcast. My name's Amina and thank you guys for being here in case you're new here. I started Balkan Bread about two years ago. We're coming up on the two-year anniversary, which is insane. And started as a very silly little idea for a clothing line, and it's really transformed into this unique community filled with so many incredible stories from the diaspora worldwide. So with that being said, before we get into today's episode, which I will be sharing some very insane stories um, from traveling, as well as Giving you guys some travel tips we do have a travel tips highlight on our Instagram account which is super helpful and we have done a packing tips video before as well but this will kind of be more additional information as well as things that have just happened to me specifically in hopes that it will help you guys on your next trip so anyway before we get started, we have a buy one, get one half off sale happening right now on our website. So on balconbread.com, everything's buy one, get one 50% off, and the discount is applied at checkout. So just be aware of that. You do have to add the items to your cart in order to see the discount appear. So that's super exciting. Definitely a great time to stock up on those different gifts. Whether that be, you know, a gift for someone that you love or you just want to get something for yourself. Definitely a great time to check that out. Okay, another announcement. I probably sound like a broken record, but I'm gonna promote the crap out of this event just because I love it so much. Um, they didn't even ask me to do this, but Hey, here I am, and I want you guys to know about it because it's pretty amazing. So the Bosnian Diaspora Conference is being held this year in Los Angeles, California on June 5th through June 7th. So tickets went on sale this past Saturday, so definitely... Go get them before the prices go up. I will have the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. If you guys have no idea what the conference is, you're probably new here as well. Essentially, it is this amazing event that is put together every single year in a different city in the United States, and the premise of the conference is to bring together all the different diaspora, and it's accompanied by a day filled with Presentations by really incredible people. I had the opportunity to speak last year in Atlanta and I met some amazing people. Um, Just it's such a great networking opportunity, but it's also really great if you guys are, you know, just want to meet some more people um, from the Balkans. So, okay. And then the next opportunity, I have to plug this program because I also participated in this and this is really. An incredible opportunity. So, if you're looking for an amazing opportunity to give back to students in Bosnia and Herzegovina, I highly recommend checking out Mostar Summer Youth Program or MSYP. MSYP is a three week program that brings together students of all nationalities despite the two schools under one roof policy that is so prevalent throughout the country. And that's one of my favorite things about this program and I feel like it's very well aligned with one of our key missions here at Balkan Bread, which is to bring together all the different nationalities and this program does just that, which is amazing. So in previous years, classes and workshops have been centered on a variety of different topics, including art history, media studies, international relations, creative writing, digital storytelling, and much more. So back in 2018, I had the opportunity to be a teacher for this program, and I co-taught a course on video content creation, and I also led an entrepreneurship workshop, which was one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done. Essentially, we challenged all the students to create a business model in one day, which if you've ever tried starting your own business, just reading that, that's sounds near impossible, but these are some of the brightest kids that I've ever met before. And by no means do I have a teaching degree. However, if you're passionate in a particular subject and you really want to make an impact on somebody's life, I couldn't recommend this program enough. It's absolutely amazing. I'm going to stop rambling because we do have another podcast episode called Volunteering in Beja, where we specifically talk about um, our experiences. So my experience with MSYP and also another program in Bosnia. Definitely recommend giving that one a listen if you want more like concrete details. And applications for MSYP are due next Sunday, February 23rd, which is coming up very, very soon. I don't believe it's anything too complex. Um, Just have a few course ideas that you would like to teach, kind of just have a pitch for it and definitely get creative with it. I think when I originally applied, I pitched like an entrepreneurship class, the video content creation. And then the last one was something I don't even remember, something really random like spirituality or (laughs) who even knows what I came up with. But They're very open to literally any kind of courses, Um, anything that you're interested in and that you're knowledgeable about, definitely go check that out. It's for three weeks in Mostar over the summer. so. So MSYP is expected to run from Monday, June 22nd until Saturday, July 11th. So yeah, amazing program and I love it so much. Okay, so let's get into today's episode about traveling. Such a fun topic. I think, you know, just being part of the diaspora, we've all had our fair share of travel experiences, you know, good and the bad. And today I wanted to talk about some different experiences that I've had with going back home and Just some particular things that I've dealt with. And yeah, just things that people I feel like don't really talk about when it comes to traveling. Um, You know, we just see the highlight reel. We just see people's pretty pictures. But lo and behold, if you only knew what had happened right before or right after taking that picture, those are the things that you don't really see. And that's exactly what I want to talk about today. So Recently, I took a trip to Arizona, which is super random, but something that I've always said and something that has always, it's always such a blessing. I think about how, yes, the war did spread everyone out and everyone is living in completely different cities uh, as far as family goes, but having family in so many corners of the world has always been my greatest excuse to travel And it's insane. Like how many people can suddenly say, oh, well, you know, I could just go to Denmark because I have cousins there. I could go to Seattle or Chicago or wherever, and you're going to have family there and not that many people. And I think that's something that we can't forget. And even if you aren't super in touch with family that lives across the pond, so to speak, I'm just saying that cuz I have family in England and I think it's funny but <laughs> literally I went um in 2018 that summer I went to England and I visited my cousin my cousin who I had never met before which sounds extremely maybe sketchy to someone else but I think for us it's fairly normal I was talking to my friend the other day and I said you know I don't think there will be a time like as long as I'm alive I will never run out of new cousins to visit. Like there is always someone that you find out you're related to and it is insane, which is crazy but also pretty amazing. So that's exactly what happened and um of course I knew he was my cousin like I'd met his mom before and everything. But it's just crazy like but it's also awesome cuz literally when we went to going back to Arizona, my mom recently got back in touch with her cousin who lives over there, and they hadn't seen each other since during the war or right before the war. So over 20 years, they had not seen each other, which is crazy. And they got back in touch. They started talking, and my mom had mentioned that um, her cousin's daughter actually has her own photography business and she was saying her last name and I was thinking to myself that sounds so familiar I totally follow that account or something like that something so familiar whatever and so I look her up on Instagram and I'm like, this has to be her daughter. Like we connect all the dots. It was so funny. And so I literally message, um, it's, it's my cousin Amina. Um, her name's also Amina. <laughs> and I remember messaging her basically like explaining the situation and saying like, hey, I think we're cousins. I think we're related. Like how Just ridiculous as that. Has anyone else ever done that on social media? Um, Just me. Really weird, but also so fun. I got to meet her as well. And so, anyway, we ended up booking a very short weekend trip out there. Neither of us had ever been to Arizona. And it was just nice to see family. And aside from the crazy hiking that we had to do, (laughs) well, we didn't have to do it. We totally talked ourselves into it. But aside from that, it was absolutely amazing just to see family and just to also be reminded there are so many strong women in my family and just hearing about different experiences and things that we've all gone through is insane and it reminds me almost it's like an affirmation of why I am the way that I am um just hearing everyone else's stories and I'm like wow well it all makes sense this is clearly <laughs> this is clearly in my genes I feel like there's this ongoing joke and there's definitely a meme about it saying how Balkan families go to the airport like seven hours before their flight. Okay, maybe not seven, but like at least five hours before their flight because we're so afraid to like miss our flight. And of course I, I guess broke that and I did end up missing my flight not necessarily because I wasn't early enough for a lot of other factors that I will talk to you guys about, but the reason I wanted to share this is because if you are traveling by yourself, going back home to see family, which I highly do encourage if your other you know, family members are not able to go and you are financially able to go, definitely take advantage of that and don't just wait around for someone else to go with you. Especially if you have family back home, there's really no reason that you shouldn't go. This is my personal perspective. Obviously, everyone has different reasons. I know some people don't have as much family left back home as others. However, I definitely encourage you to do so. But if you're doing it for the first time or even if you've done it multiple times and everything Has gone right and according to plan, there is still that chance that something could go wrong. And that is exactly what happened to me. So I'm going to set the scene for this story. I don't believe I've shared this before on the podcast. So this will be new to you guys, even if you've been around since I first started the brand. So back in 2018, so two years ago, I graduated from college, which was such an amazing milestone. And for myself, I wanted to take some time over the summer to go to Bosnia, go teach in Mostar, visit family, and just have a really great time and not worry so much about what was waiting for me when I got back home, which aka the real world and working and all of these, you know, adult things. So I was very excited and I got my ticket. I'm super pumped to go. Two days before my flight, my dad ended up passing away, which I've said it so many times. So I also feel like a broken record on that fact, but it definitely has something to do with the story. So Anyway, that ended up happening, and I wasn't even sure if I wanted to go anymore. I still wanted to go, just the type of person that I am, and my dad had always encouraged me to travel. I mean, my parents let me go to Germany by myself when I was 16 and do like an exchange program, so that's always been something that has been very important in my family and wasn't sure what to do. I thought about postponing the trip, but I had bought my ticket at a travel agency, so I wasn't sure how that was going to work because um, a lot of airlines will do different. Um, God, what is the word? Is it? I don't know. That's that's kind of embarrassing that <laughs> I don't know that. I know a lot of airlines are pretty good about letting you reschedule flights if a death has happened and things like that. But because I booked it through travel agency, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Thankfully, one of my friends, bless her heart, she's amazing. And she ended up rescheduling my flight, rebooking it for me, working with the agency. I only had to pay $100 or something, something so minimal. I don't even know how that happened. (laughs) I'd have to go back through my email and see exactly how that played out. But Anyway, I was going through a lot (laughs) at that time. So if that sets the stage, I honestly look back on it and I'm like, how did I even get on the plane and go? That is so difficult. That is one of the hardest things that I've ever done. And a lot of people at the time were applauding me on it and making me into this big, like, I don't know, heroin, like wow, you're amazing. You're such a hero for doing that. And I'm like, I'm literally just taking a trip and the coincidences just weren't really my favorite kind of thing. But anyway, I do have to give myself some credit because that was definitely such a hard thing for me to do, but it was also very necessary and it did help a lot with the grieving process. It gave me a distraction in a way, but it also it helped to be around family at that time. So it really was the best of both worlds, and I definitely don't regret doing it. Yeah, so I spent three months kind of traveling everywhere. The fact that my family is so spontaneous is a great thing, but it's also kind of scares me sometimes. <laughs> while I was there, we ended up driving all the way from Stolitz to Albania and not just like the capital of Albania. Like we literally drove to the point where we were 10 kilometers from Greece crazy. And it was me, my uncle, my two aunts, and then their kids. So we were in this big old van just driving and something that I will never forget. And it's such a precious memory. And I'm so glad that we did it, but my family is so spontaneous in some aspects. Like we got in the car and we didn't even know where we were going to go. We were thinking, oh, we'll probably go to like Cernagora, stay there, do something like that. And we get to Cernagora and my it's like, okay, you know, are we going to find a place to stay? Like, what are we going to do? And we're like, oh no, let's, let's keep going. Let's go to Albania. Let's see. And honestly, I think if We had all been a little more – not a little more. I don't know. We honestly could have probably driven to Greece like at that rate with how much we were doing. But it was amazing. It was such a great experience. And I did a lot of traveling just like back and forth during that time. I went to England. That was my first stop. Went to London. I had never been to England before. I was on the tube. I was dragging my suitcase. It was just – inexperience. I took the train up to Newcastle to visit family, flew to Dubrovnik. And oh my God, it was just a lot going on that summer, (laughs) which like I said, don't regret it. But a lot going on to the point where you get so mentally, physically, you get emotionally exhausted after doing all of those things. And gosh, I know we're not even to the part where I've missed my flight yet. but we're we're getting there, I promise. So that kind of paints a picture for you. And everything had become almost so normalized. and I'm like, okay, well, I'm traveling, so this is normal. You know, it's normal that I'm a little tired. and I'm the type of person where, oh my gosh, I know I'm not going to be here again for another year or so, so I have to make the most of it, and I have to constantly push myself and do all these things and see all my family members and so many things, but one thing that we don't really talk about as this is going on is that it's so important to take care of yourself while you're traveling Trust me you are not being extra if you are bringing like a face mask with you to do That is not extra by any means if that makes you feel good and if that makes you Just kind of have that sense of comfort. Please do it while you're traveling. It's so important Bring your medicine take your vitamins. I know this all sounds extremely basic and Like something you would do normally, but take anything that you can from, you know, your daily life in the States and bringing it back to your trip in the Balkans will help you immensely with just the change in routine and just the change in the pace of life. Like you want to have something that makes you feel comfortable and you want to make sure that you are taking care of your body and you're staying hydrated and just all these different things. So it is so important. I probably sound like A mom, but I swear you guys coming from what I went through, please take care of yourself. I, oh my God, it was towards the end of my trip, luckily. And I went to Sarajevo. I stayed with my cousins, which was awesome. And then I started to feel so sick after that first day. Um, it was pretty jam packed. I will say like the first day my uncle drove me there, dropped me off. Um, met up with my family. We went to the JEO game, like a lot was going on. And I was just thinking it was all, you know, I was fine. Everything's good. And then the next day I sat down and I remember trying to eat just like some crumpier and some salad. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't eat it. Like something was totally not right. I'd never had that feeling before. And I went to go lay down, and, of course, I completely – I just started, like, throwing up, and it was just not pretty at all. I felt – honestly, I felt more embarrassed than I was even caring about my health. Like, this is family that I haven't seen in, like, four or five years. Here I show up to their place, and now I'm just, like, throwing up. Like, that's 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 just the type of person that I am. Of course, I'm concerned about that more than how I'm actually feeling. But seriously, I felt so embarrassed, And I was like, I'll be fine. I tried drinking water, nothing. I could take nothing down besides like maybe some tea. And I was like, I'm just going to sleep it off. I'll be okay. All these kinds of things. And the next day I got up, we went, um, me and my cousin Nina got up. We walked the dog, like everything was okay. And then we got back and I just like threw up again. And I was like, okay, something's not right. And of course, my mom over here is worried. She's not even there with me. She's um, back home in Atlanta, saying, "You know, I mean, if you don't feel good, like, please go to the doctor. Please do something." And I don't know if you guys know anything about the healthcare system in Bosnia, but I was really trying to avoid going to any kind of doctor there or hospital or whatever. I was like, absolutely no way am I going to that because you guys, you guys know how messed it up how messed up it can be down there. I'm not saying that it's all bad, but you know, everything's a little, everything's a little, um, upside down in that sense. And so I was like, I really do not want to go. But I, at that point I started to get really scared and terrified and like, Oh my God, what's going on? What's wrong with me? Didn't have a whole lot of energy because I wasn't eating. And, I, they, my family was like, you know, you tell us like, if you need to go to the hospital, we'll take you to the hospital. Like, that's no problem. But they didn't want to force me to go. if I didn't want to go. And so finally I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Let's just get this over with. Um, and thank God, like, obviously they were with me. And then thank God I spoke the freaking language because literally I got taken into the room, whatever. There was another girl in there. And basically from what I understood, they were just going to give me, Something in an IV to give me energy. Like that's literally all that all that I needed, which is crazy to think about. I thought I was when you go through something traumatic as like losing a parent, you assume the worst. And so, like if you get sick or injure yourself or just something like that, like my mind, which is sad, but it will automatically, at least in the beginning of something happening. I will automatically think the worst. And my cousin was like, You're gonna be fine. Like, I've she said she had something similar happen to her before. And I know a lot of people are like, Oh, well, maybe it was because you were drinking water, like that wasn't from the filter or something like that. But my grandparents, like where I was staying, like I always drink water out of the filter, so I don't think it was that. Um, I think it was just a combination of being exhausted and stressed and things like that, which can definitely take a toll on your body and you don't even realize it. So I was fine. Um, They came in, they gave me the thing. And um, I remember the girl next to me, oh my God, I was so terrified because she was there with her mom and neither of them spoke our language. And there was only one nurse working at the time who spoke English. So she comes in and they're trying to give her this um, needle, like putting it into her vein. And her mom's like, oh yeah, even in our home country, like they have problems like finding her vein i'm like sitting there (laughs) i'm just sitting there with this IV in my arm like laying on the table like oh my god like god help me i hope that i'm gonna be fine (laughs) it's freaking out but at least like i could talk to the doctors and i was i was fine and finally i'm like oh my god i've been here forever and i asked the guy i'm like okay how much longer dude he's like oh just 10 more minutes like you're almost done it's almost all out so anyway they gave me that they let me lay down for a little bit got back up and You know, as soon as we're leaving, I'm thinking the worst like, oh, well, shit, I'm in the hospital. Like, how am I going to pay for this? I don't have travel insurance. Like, I have absolutely no idea how it's going to work. And upon getting there, I had to give them my passport and stuff, obviously. And as we're leaving, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be so expensive. Like, who even knows? And They fill out whatever my paperwork. I don't even know. It's bad that I don't even remember exactly what happened or like the process, but she literally was like, okay, 60 marks. I'm like, that's it? Seriously? Just 60 mark? I I thought it was going to be way worse. (laughs) So that worked out. I mean, honestly, it could have been worse, but I do want to share that story because it is so important to take care of your body while you're traveling. Just do it. Take care of yourself. No matter what anyone else says, you have to put yourself first um, because something that family members will do and trap you into, especially if you haven't been home in a while is everyone will say, well, why didn't you come visit me? You should have come see me and all these things. And obviously I'm aware that everyone's situations are different and, but it's like, I'm not going to want to go see someone who never makes an effort to reach out to me, talk to me no, what is the point? And you're going to overwhelm yourself and exhaust yourself if you're trying to visit everyone, because it's hard. It's like, it's supposed to be a vacation for you, but at the same time, you're going back, you're seeing family, you are being brought into everyone else's problems and things that they have going on in their lives. So you kind of have to remember, I always have to remind myself, and this is something that me and my mom, Have you know started to do recently, and we're like, well, this is our vacation. You know, we took the time to come all the way over here. We have to do something for ourselves too. So whenever we travel now, one of our favorite things to do is to go get a massage. My mom loves massages. She's like, I have to go get one. She did one, um, I think, one time when she went to Bosnia by herself to go take care of my grandma. And this previous year when we went to Nome, we. She actually, I don't think I, did I get one? I don't think I got a massage that year, but she got a massage and it sounds very bougie and just whatever extra, but honestly, you guys do it for yourself because you deserve it. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, travel insurance is extremely important. There are a lot of different options that you can get. I will have a link down to this website, World Nomads, because they have a ton of different plans and it's something that you're not going to really think about getting until obviously something like that happens to you. But God forbid you break a bone or it's something way worse than what happened to me was literally nothing. Um, Definitely, definitely take advantage of that. So, okay, now... (laughs) After I got out of the hospital, I was fine. Everything was cool. I wasn't able to really eat anything for probably like 24 hours. I was just drinking a child, not like just drinking mint tea, like trying to get over this and really prepare myself for my flight um, back to the States because I was flying out in a couple of days. So I was fine. I remember going out with Minella the next day. I was able to eat something. We went out, visited some of her family. And then eventually I finished packing, got ready to go back home. I knew it was going to be a long journey ahead of me. So yeah, got up early as we all do. Got taken to the airport. Everything was fine. My first flight was Totally Okay. There were no issues there. And then I flew from Sarajevo to Zagreb. And in Zagreb, I was supposed to fly to Frankfurt and then Frankfurt back to Atlanta. That was my typical route. So my flight from Zagreb to Frankfurt ended up getting delayed, which... It's important to note that I didn't even realize this at first and it wasn't even a huge delay. It was maybe like 10 minutes or something and I was like that's fine, you know, I still have I, I knew I had a short connection in Frankfurt, which is why I was worried and that's something that really irks me when we're booking flights, um especially just really anywhere going to the Balkans is these short freaking connections and like Frankfurt or Vienna or wherever, it's like, do they really think we're going to make it like in less than an hour to get onto an international flight? So obviously it depends on the airport and things like that. But anyway, I was a little bit concerned, but I was like, you know what? I can make it because I have definitely made it on a pinch in previous times and situations. Like there was one time that I was so close to missing my flight. I think it was in 2016 coming back home. Um, I was in London and I was flying back from London to Atlanta and I was literally the last person on the plane. If I had come probably five minutes later to the gate, I would have missed it. So I I've had a lot of close calls before, so I wasn't really thinking like, Oh, whatever, like I'll be okay. I'll make it. So I get to Frankfurt. And if you've been to that airport, you know, it's absolutely massive. And thankfully I'd been there a few times before. So wasn't, anything too new and i kind of knew where to go all was good i get into the security line and i'm looking at the different screens they had a screen right above the security and it's showing all the different flights and i see my flight and it says um final boarding i think that's i think it said final boarding it wasn't closed officially but something like final call last call whatever And I'm thinking, oh my God, I have to hurry. Luckily, there literally was maybe one other person in the security line. So I was like, okay, good. I don't have to like, you know, excuse myself in front of a bunch of people or something. So I get to security. The guy's like super nice, which is very bizarre because typically German security is like, I don't know. They're just very straightforward and blunt and they really don't take any crap. Trust me. So um, I'm like, oh, this guy's nice, whatever. I take all my stuff out and... Of course, I always bring a reusable water bottle and I had literally, you guys, one sip of water left and I just forgot to drink it because I was in a rush and I wasn't thinking and it felt pretty empty. I was like, I'm fine, whatever. They're not going to notice. I go through the line and they, oh my God, the lady threw a fit. She was like, why did you have water in your water bottle? Oh my God, you have to go through it again. I'm like, okay, like sure. And I was like, no problem. Like, I'll just, you know, drink it and go through security again. And it was like, literally there was no one there at that time. And the guy working, the other guy working was like, well, what flight are you trying to catch? And I'm like, oh, Atlanta, like, I think they're finishing boarding or whatever. So I have to run over there. And he just looks at me and he's like, Atlanta, like that flight's gone. Like you missed your flight basically. And I'm like, uh, no, I didn't. The screen says otherwise. And he's like, no, no, no. Like that, that plane is gone. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So at this point I'm very upset and I'm like, okay, I obviously had to go through security again because of the whole water bottle thing. And I'm like, okay, what do, we do? I had no idea? I, like I said, since I booked it through the travel agency, I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to change my flight. I'm going to have to buy a new ticket home. I'm screwed. Like that's basically where I was at. And keep in mind at this point, I still didn't know that my connection, like my flight there had been delayed. And that was really important. So always, always pay attention to whether your flight is delayed or leaves early or whatever, because it can seriously save you. Um, That is the airline's fault. It's never your fault. So just keep that in mind. So like I said, since it was such a short delay, I didn't really think anything of it, but that's what saved me. So anyway, I going back to myself, I was extremely upset. I was like, well, after all that I've been through, of course, this would happen to me, like, you know, just being very annoyed and just mad and angry at the world. So I like talked to some people that worked at the airport. I'm like, what do you think I should do? Like, have no idea. And one guy is like, oh, you should probably just like buy another ticket home. And I'm like, okay, but is there a way around it? Like there has to be, right? So I pretty much had no choice. I was like, okay, I'm entering the country. So I go through customs and it's like out of a movie, like there's no one there. I go to the very front of the line and they ask me, you know, so how long are you staying? Do you have a place to stay and all this stuff? And luckily I do actually have a friend who lives in Frankfurt. So that was very convenient because I texted her immediately, like asking, you know, if she could come pick me up or asking what I should do. Cause I was under the impression that like, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I just look at him and I'm like, yeah, you know, I think so. And he just looks at me again. He's like, oh, you think so? And I'm like, dude, can you just stamp my password? I am done. Like, I need to figure this out. So he finally does. And I'm a complete wreck at this point. And the first thing I did was I found the nearest bathroom and I just went and I cried so much. I was so over it. And at this point it was probably 11, 1130 in Europe. So about like five, 5 AM at home. And so I was like, no, one's going to be awake. But I was talking to my German friend and she's like, you just need to go to the airline counter and like figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, let me go do that. And then My mom eventually texted me, like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I just don't really know what to do. And so eventually I'm like, okay, let me just go ahead and go to the desk and figure this shit out because there is no other choice. So I went to the Delta Desk because that was the airline I was flying with back home. So um I talked to the lady, she was very nice and She's like, yeah, that flight's gone, but let me let me look at your previous flights that you had. And this is actually the moment I learned that my flight had been delayed, the one that um, was from Zagreb. And she's like, oh, your flight got delayed, so the airline is responsible for making sure you get another flight. And I was like, oh, seriously? She's like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. So I felt relieved. And then she was like, oh, but you have to go to Croatia Airlines because that's the airline obviously that got that's the airline I was flying with for the first two flights I'm like yeah no problem she's like they don't have a desk at our airport but they have the alliance with Lufthansa so just go up to the Lufthansa help desk I'm like okay yeah totally so I go up to the help desk and I get it was honestly like I was at the DMV (laughs) like you get a little ticket and you just wait for them to call your number so I waited up there probably for like 40, 45 minutes. At this point, since I had touched down in Germany, it's probably like two hours gone by. And I was looking on my phone, trying to see if there were any other flights back home that day. And finally they call up my number and I'm like, okay, I don't want to go up there. And as annoyed as I was and just as mad as I was with the world. And I just felt not even like angry. I just felt so defeated because after everything that had happened, I'm like, of course, of course this would happen, which definitely it's, yes, it's frustrating and you have to acknowledge that, but also you have to keep in mind, like don't have that mindset all the time. Like you don't have to feel that way. You know, there are other ways to go about it. And I'm like, okay, I have to, have to tackle this with a good attitude and not be so negative. So I go up to the desk and I just made an effort and a promise to myself to be, extra nice and patient with the woman working. And I honestly, I mean, by the grace of God, I don't know really what exactly how all of this materialized, but I do believe that me being nice and patient, she went the extra mile to really help me out because like I said, this was completely new situation. I didn't even know if they were going to be able to buy me a new ticket back home essentially. So I was just very nice. I explained what had happened. And so she looked up some flights and eventually told me, Hey, unfortunately, that's the only direct flight back to Atlanta today. I'm like, Oh, crap. She's like, Let me look and see. I might be able to get you on another flight just with a connection. So basically, flying to Charlotte or DC and then flying to Atlanta. So it would take a little bit longer. But she's like, I can try to do that. I'm like, Okay, yeah, no problem. So, I go back, I sit down, she finally, like normally they would like call you back up again, but she actually like came over to me and she's like, hey, so I looked and I'm like, oh gosh, this is not good. I looked at the different options and I'm not able to book any of them because the basically the flight, like the flight I would have to take um, in the US. So if I flew Charlotte to Atlanta or um, like, Reagan airport to Atlanta or whatever, one of those, they weren't in the same alliance with Lufthansa. So she wasn't able to rebook that flight. So I was like, oh my gosh, how frustrating. And, um, she's like, well, we do have something for tomorrow if you want to do that. And so I'm thinking to myself, oh gosh, I'm going to have to spend the night at the airport. Great. (laughs) and she's like no don't worry um i did find a flight for you it's tomorrow morning at you know 9:30 a.m. here's your boarding pass i already printed it out for you here is a voucher that you can use at this hotel all you have to do is take a shuttle there um you'll be able to get you know dinner and breakfast and stay the night and she gave me all of these things and she's like, yeah, you're great. Great. Like you're good to go. Here you go. And I was like, oh my God, is this real? I'm like, is this possible? And I'm like, well, I guess that's what they have to do. Right. Like it wasn't my fault, you know? And I just remember thanking her so much. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Like you're amazing. Like I think I even asked her, I was like, can I do a survey for you? <laughs> because seriously, I think she really went out of her way to get all of that situated for me. So Thank you to that lady. I do not remember her name, but she was great wherever you are. Thank you. Um, so anyway, I ended up – and it worked out because, like I said, my body was so exhausted anyway. So I think the fact that me missing my flight was almost like meant to happen in a way because even if I was able to get on that flight that day and have the connect- another connection to go home, I would have been even more exhausted and just more miserable than – being able to stay and getting a good night's rest and, you know, being able to travel the next day. So definitely a blessing in disguise in a way, even though obviously it was kind of a nightmare (laughs) going into it. But with that being said, with that story, always, always pay attention to the departure and arrival times of flights. I cannot stress this enough Usually you're able to either get the airlines app or sign up for text alerts. I love doing this. I don't know if they offer it for like the international flights as much, but whenever I fly domestically, I'll get text, you know, from Southwest or Delta or whoever it may be. So highly recommend that. And yeah, it can definitely help you if you are rushing to your connection and you end up missing it. So anyway, cause I'm thinking like, Oh, what if my flight like wasn't even delayed And I just ended up getting to Frankfurt and I missed the flight anyway, just because it was a short connection, then what would I have done? Because then the airline probably wouldn't have been able to rebook my ticket for free essentially. But when I tell people that story and my mom even told some of her coworkers and they travel quite a lot. My mom works for a German company, so they're like familiar with Lufthansa and stuff And I remember all of them thinking and saying like, oh my gosh, she, they were able to book her a new ticket back home and all of this stuff. And my mom's like, yeah. And they're like, that's amazing. Like, I've never heard of that really happening. And I'm like, yeah, it happened. So I don't know. Let me know if that's ever happened to you guys. And that was the icing on the cake for that trip. So yeah, those are most of my crazy travel stories. I have gone through just about it all, I swear, with traveling, but at the same time, having these stories, like if everything had gone right, I wouldn't have be able to sit down and record this podcast and share these experiences and tidbits of advice with you. So just sharing it with you guys now is great because hopefully you never have to go through any of that stuff, but in the case that you do, then, you know, here are some tips. Here's how to deal with it. So, okay. Okay. I do want to end with another funny story. This isn't something that happened to me, but I did ask in our Facebook group, which if you guys aren't a part of our Facebook group, definitely request to join. I will also have it linked in the show notes. In there, I basically post all the links to the new episodes. And I typically ask you guys for different um, just perspectives and feedback questions features for upcoming episodes. So I actually posted right before this episode, asking what crazy things have happened to you guys while traveling. So I will read what my friend Armella wrote because it's really funny. So here's her comment. She says, I got stranded in Istanbul because my little sister's passport was less than 90 days from expiration upon our departure date. TSA was letting my parents and I go, but insisted on keeping her. And with our luck, it happened to be Eid and everything in Turkey is closed for three days for Eid celebrations. (laughs) Oh my God, but the passport expiration thing is a struggle, let me tell you. Especially if you haven't taken your passport out of the safe and looked at it. And then it's like you want to book a trip and it's expired. But can you imagine showing up to the airport and like your password's expired? That is my worst nightmare. Let's hope that never happens <laughs> to any of us. So always pay attention to the date on your passport. Okay, I think that's all the crazy stories. I'm going to end the episode with just a few travel tips and tricks and some things to know. So one thing that I didn't know upon going to the Balkans this past summer is that they now have Uber in Croatia. Did anyone else know that? Because I totally did not know that until this summer. We were looking for a taxi or something, and I just happened to pull up the Uber app. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, maybe they have it here. But I was like, they definitely don't. And lo and behold, they had Uber. So I did find that a lot of taxi drivers will do both. So just make sure that you tell them that you book them through Uber so you get that rate. Right. And also with taxis, make sure that they turn on the meter thing when you um, get in or they start it over from like zero because I've also heard of that being an issue for some people. If you do speak the language and you're friendly with the person, I've noticed that they won't upcharge you and you'll be fine. But just be weary because I have heard of people who've gone back home with their American friends and even though they speak the language. When they hear the Americans speaking in the car with them, they still ended up charging them extra, which is so stupid. But anyway, just something to be weary of and pay attention to. But um, that was really interesting and just a good thing to note. So pretty random, but pretty amazing too. I want to talk about finding cheap tickets, since that is in the title of this podcast episode. So There's a lot to be said in finding a good deal in general. If you fly during the off season or certain dates, for instance, if you fly out the end of May versus booking a ticket in the dead middle of the summer in June or July, you will typically find a better deal and end up saving a couple hundred dollars. At least that's what I found with my family or like this summer, I'm planning on going in August, and I find that if you go in August or anything like almost towards the fall time, it will be a little bit cheaper. I don't know how it's going to be, though, because they have the film festival and stuff going on in Saturday, of all, if that'll affect the ticket price. But that's my plan, just to go during that time instead of like booking a flight in July. I know it's going to be more expensive. I mean, that's, that's kind of common sense. I also recommend looking at flying out of different cities because it's generally cheaper to fly out of Boston or New York and get a direct flight um, to, I don't even know, just a European destination, like something more popular. So let's say you want to go to London or Paris. Look at these different cities because a lot of my friends have told me that um, it's actually cheaper than flying out of Atlanta. So they'll just book like a one way to Boston or Philly or wherever and, um, fly out of there because it's a lot cheaper and people will fly to, they won't fly straight to the Balkans. I mean, okay, there really isn't a direct flight anywhere there, but instead of going there first, they will actually make a vacation within a vacation, which is one of the smartest things. And I've definitely done this with going to Germany before, during one of my trips back home It is awesome, and you will definitely save some money. You just kind of have to do a little bit more planning because you're obviously flying into a totally different city, and you'll just want to make sure all of that stuff is situated. But if you are a seasoned traveler, that's definitely something to think about. Um, Check out travel agencies. Don't rule them out completely. Obviously, I had that experience with an agency, but that was a very special case and special situation. However, I do find that they'll have really good deals, so um, I'll try to list some in the show notes, because there's definitely a few off the top of my head. Like There's some in Chicago, there's some here in Lawrenceville, and some based out of New York that have really good deals. And obviously, checking those comparison websites always helps. Um, Skyscanner, I've used so many times. Also, Google Flights, which sounds pretty basic, is... Really, really a great resource. And then there's another website that my cousin actually told me about. Um, Another website is called Skip Lagged, like Skip and then L A G G E D. She said that's a really good website to find cheap flights. And then there's also this airline that I had never heard of until recently because they don't fly. I don't think they fly out of Atlanta at all. Um, But Condor is another really affordable airline. Um, It's a German-based one and it's a little bit smaller it's definitely not on the scale of like lufthansa or anything like that but if you guys live on the west coast highly recommend checking it out Um, it's c-o-n-d-o-r is the name of it so definitely go check that out okay so while we're on the topic of tickets and finances another great thing you can do for yourself and it's really smart is to open up a travel credit card If you don't already have one, I highly recommend that you guys get one. I have the Capital One Venture Card, which offers 50,000 bonus miles when you spend $3,000 within the first three months of opening, that is a mouthful. It's a really great card. My mom also has this card, my friend Serena has it, and they could not say enough good things about it. Really easy to use. There is no international transaction fee, so it's great if you wanna use it abroad. But I love this mile bonus because I actually just got the card and I have to book a bunch of flights. Oh my God. I have so many flights to book this year for traveling. It's going to be insane. Like (laughs) I am already kind of overwhelmed. So I have to book a flight to Minnesota, um, potentially New York. Where else am I going? California. Oh, I'm going to California like twice, just so many different flights and plus potentially booking a flight back home. So for these domestic flights within the U.S., I'm basically putting them all on this credit card, paying it off right away, of course, and any of the accommodations because they do offer, um, I think you get extra points for hotels and things like that too. And basically, I'm going to do that. I'm going to rack up the miles and then use the miles hopefully to book a flight back home i don't think it's going to cover the entire thing but um capital one just announced a partnership with a bunch of different airlines back in december and like a couple of those airlines do fly to europe there's like air france KLM um some different ones that i think they're all like in the same alliance as delta basically so that's why i wanted this card versus like delta airlines has another card which I heard is also good, but the point system apparently is really weird with that card, and it's not very concrete, whereas the Capital One points is very black and white and easy to understand. Another great thing about this card is that you get up to $100 credit for global entry or TSA pre-check. So TSA pre-check Definitely something that I recommend getting just because it will save you time and security and if you are traveling back home a lot and even domestically Catching all of these different connecting flights sometimes having pre-check and being able to Run through the security line and not have to wait will be the difference between you making that connecting flight At least that's how i'm kind of justifying it and plus when you get back home It's going to be so much easier having that global entry so Obviously, when you arrive um, from a foreign country back in the U.S., you do have to stand in that dreaded customs line. And so global entry is great because basically it expedites that process for you. So they'll have different machines in the airport um, and yeah, you'll basically be able to enter the country a lot faster than standing in that line and that kind of thing. So usually TSA pre-check already comes with global entry, so I recommend just Getting pre check because that way you'll have both, if that makes sense. So, yes, travel credit cards, don't be afraid to get a credit card. I think that's something, um, it's actually something that we're going to talk about in another episode coming up. Um, We'll have a finance episode, which I'm so excited about just because I think it's something that doesn't really get talked about a lot, but it's so important. So, anyway, Don't be afraid to get one because you can definitely use those points to your advantage and get trips out of it. So I wish I had done that like three years ago, but hey, it's never too late to start and I know I'm always going to continue to travel. So really no waste um, about that. Okay, what else is there? Okay, the last thing is packing and luggage because yeah. Overpacking, definitely a thing. I've totally been guilty of doing it. It can be really hard when you're going back home for a month and you want all these, at least for us girls, it is so difficult because you want all these cute outfits, you know, to take pictures in like at the Most or walking through Sarajevo or wherever it may be, whatever, all these beautiful outfits. And then you also have to have like, you know, just clothes that you can wear around the house and comfy clothes. Oh, it's, it's just a lot of clothes. So one thing that I recommend doing are getting packing cubes. Go get them on Amazon. They're extremely cheap and they help compress your clothes. So if you've ever looked at packing tips, you'll often find that people recommend rolling up your clothes, which is a great tip. Don't get me wrong. But think of it this way. If you roll up your clothes and then put them in a packing cube, you're saving even more room. In most cases, there are definitely some items like, for instance, a jean jacket or overalls or just like something bulkier that would be hard to roll. But if we're talking about packing for the summer, you have a lot of lighter, flowier tops, swimsuits, things of that nature that aren't necessarily going to take up as much room as like a winter trip wardrobe, you'll be good. And then... I always bring a dirty laundry bag or just extra bags in general are really great. A tote bag is amazing. If you end up buying too many gifts and you're coming back home, you can just kind of put stuff in there, use that as your personal item when you're going through security. Um, As far as luggage goes, luggage is so incredibly expensive and I've definitely gone through having the stereotypical fabric black two-wheeled suitcase just don't do it. Just those days are over you guys. I know we've all had those suitcases before going back home, but honestly, they are not worth the pain and the struggle. Um definitely get yourself a hard shell suitcase. The fabric ones I just don't really like them because you're not able to pack on both sides of the suitcase if that makes sense, so you don't have as much room. And you've probably seen the away suitcases those are really popular they are expensive and i know not everyone i definitely don't um wants to spend that much money like on a suitcase i mean maybe later down the line but 200 something dollars is a lot especially after buying such an expensive ticket as far as where to get these hard shell suitcases calpac and away are both really great brands away is definitely more on the higher end but calpac suitcases i've actually found at tj maxx or nordstrom rack for very cheap sometimes they'll come in a set of three for i don't know like a little over a hundred dollars which really isn't that bad when you think of it that way if you're getting a carry-on and a check bag that's awesome So I definitely recommend checking out those discounted places. That's where I got my suitcase. Um, I have a hard shell suitcase as well from TJ Maxx. I think I paid, I think it was like $60 or something. It really wasn't that expensive and it's lasted for a couple years. So, and then talking about if your luggage gets lost, which, oh gosh, I actually, this is great. I did not mention this. Okay. There's so many little details with traveling, I swear. For getting your luggage lost. So as I mentioned before, with my whole getting stranded in Germany thing, they asked me if I wanted to recheck my checked bag or if I just wanted to keep my carry-on and have my bag transferred over to Atlanta. So at this point, I was frustrated. You guys know. And I really didn't want to have to transfer my bag um, or not. I said that wrong. At this point, I was really frustrated and I didn't really want to lug my suitcase back to the hotel and then back to the airport and deal with all of that. So I basically just told him, hey, just transfer it over. It's fine. So the one mistake that I made is I'm thinking as I'm packing to go back to Atlanta, oh, I don't need to bring like an extra toothbrush in my carry on or really extra clothes. Like I'm going back home. So I just kind of threw everything in my check bag, like not really thinking. Versus when I am like going to my destination, I always bring like toothbrush, you know, deodorant, all that kind of stuff in my carry-on bag. If I am checking a bag, at least, I still like to have a backup, but I wasn't thinking going back home, going back home, like I'm not going to get stuck anywhere. I'll be fine. And it was a mistake (laughs) because I think I literally, I had a shirt, so that was good. I was able to change, but I wore the same pants Um, I did have an extra pair of underwear, which was good, but I didn't have a toothbrush like toothpaste. I had to get everything at the hotel, which luckily they had everything, so always ask, but definitely bring that with you because you just never know when stuff like that's going to happen. Okay. Anyway, um, going back to if your luggage does get lost or if it gets damaged. This has also happened. So, when we were going to Bosnia this past summer, my entire family, we landed in Sarajevo, and my brother's suitcase, we're waiting for his suitcase to come out. Ours, we already got ours. They were fine. His suitcase rolls out. It has, like, this weird fabric thing on the top of it, and we go to look at it, and it's literally broken so, his bag broke, which was not good. And luckily, it was fine. and nothing was missing. It, everything had just kind of moved around, but nothing was really falling out. Um, so it was okay. It kind of sucked because then we basically didn't have that suitcase like coming back home. So we had to, like, um, repack all of our stuff. But, Something that I didn't know is that you can actually get compensated by your airline. If your luggage is damaged, um, luckily nothing was lost from my brother's bag, but I think we could have done this too. We were just kind of over it at this point, you know, you know how it is traveling for 24 hours and you're there. And it's like, okay, whatever a damaged suitcase is the least of your worries at that point, but you can actually get compensated by the airline and all you have to do is file a claim at the support desk and, They're going to verify your luggage is damaged. They'll give you a receipt and then it's your responsibility to send the receipt to the airline you traveled with. So I assume it's kind of a process and you do have to go online probably or call someone and do it. But hey, like if they compensate you for your bag, you can use that for a new suitcase. So that's something that's good to know. I definitely didn't know that. Um, And speaking on lost luggage in general luckily i'm gonna like knock on some wood here i've never lost my suitcase had it lost or even damaged i think everything has gone pretty okay which is good but definitely do not pack anything valuable in your check bag i think that's common sense but hey you know some people new travelers they still do it and it's really the last thing that you should be doing do not do it by any means whatsoever um anything valuable just have it with you keep it in your carry on and even if your bag does get lost like if i had lost my bag coming back home that summer or whenever it was literally just clothes and maybe a couple gifts like in honey oh yes my <laughs> okay that would have been a little devastating um oh. I probably should I even say this on the podcast? I don't know. I don't know if this is totally 100% legal, but <laughs> we all smuggle things back home, I will say. Um so I always like bring a little bit. Okay, it's just it's just a little bit. I have to bring some of my grandpa's honey back, but that that's it. That's all I do. Okay, anyway. Um even if that had gotten lost, like I wouldn't have been devastated cuz like it's literally just material things and I think that's something really important to keep in mind. So if you are bringing a designer bag or designer this or whatever, just have it in your carry-on. So that would suck if you lost, you know, your Gucci something, which I can't really speak on that notion. I don't own anything that's Gucci, but if you do, you know, just have it with you. (laughs) Um, Okay, that is such a tangent. But basically what I'm trying to say is that travel is amazing and it's something that I think a lot of us sometimes take for granted, even though we have family everywhere in the world and we complain about how long it takes to just get to our freaking destination. At the same time, we have all these incredible stories and just memories from things that have happened, both the good and the bad. And it's important to acknowledge that we have this cool opportunity. And yeah, it's amazing. Like we're literally from one of the most okay, this is so biased, but seriously, like you guys have seen all those articles that are coming out recently saying the Balkans are a gem, the Balkans are where you need to go. And it's not just going to Dubrovnik, it's going to Montenegro, it's going to Mostar, it's going to all these amazing places. And that is so cool to say that you are from that region. I just think it's amazing. It's such a hidden gem and it's something that you're always going to have that part of yourself. So. Okay, I think that is everything for this episode. Oh gosh, I know this was extremely long. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about all of my crazy travel stories and just insane things that have happened. And other than that, thank you guys for listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I want you to screenshot it on your phone, post it on your Instagram story, and be sure to tag at Balkan Bread and let me know what your favorite part of this episode was. If you guys are interested in being on an episode of this podcast or you know someone that might be interested, definitely send an email over to hello, just the word hello at balkanbread.com with the subject line podcast. And with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Monday or whatever day it is that you're listening and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye guys.